you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and Jay Mack are on tap to help us navigate the show. Today, we are asking the question, so what are you saying? So what are you saying? And um, got a, a, an article that I, I want to bring into the discussion that's also going to carry us into an announcement that we'll have a conversation around there is a pretty important conference that's happening this mm. weekend um, being hosted by Wesley Biblical Seminary mm-hmm. in uh, the Jackson, Mississippi area, Ridgeland, Mississippi. And this conference is um, convening all kinds of voices together to discuss the question um, of whether or not God's gift of sexuality is just opinion or Christian dogma. Mm. Is it is it just opinion or is it Christian dogma? Do we do we have an absolute um, position on this based on God's word? That's that's the question. Yes. Um, People know what I think. It doesn't matter what I think. Um, Certainly that doesn't need to be covered over two days. Right. But, you know, but I think it's so telling that we have to have these kinds of conferences. Right. And I think there's something interesting that's going on with this particular conference. Um, I think the expectation is that this conference and what comes out of this conference, as well as the writings um, will kind of serve as a line in the sand for the church, like the faithful church. Mm. And so that's big, right? Because we don't have, um, you know, anybody in like a magisterial position to where mm-hmm. they can say, okay, here's what we have determined once and for all. Um, but we do have accountability. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we do have, you know, the proliferation of the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the aim here. So I'm excited. We're going to talk a little bit about that in the second segment. Awesome. Um, but in the first segment, Wait, I before, thought, oh, go ahead. Right before we go on, I just sure. have to make this announcement. I made it yesterday. Uh, so I was talking to uh, our IT guy, and, and um, we have 53. Well, at the time the time I was talking to him, we had 53 uh, early bird uh, tickets available. Okay. So they're going out. You know, go ahead and register. Marriage Family oh, that's Life. That's right, Marriage Family Life Conference. Yes. Oh, <laughs> MarriageFamilyLife.net. <laughs> um, that's there was uh, approximately 53 tickets for early bird tickets left. You have to put in the code early bird mm-hmm. 23, early bird 23 to get the, the, the uh, discounted rate. So make sure you do that. Um, but go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, and register for the Marriage Family Life Conference if you desire to attend uh, July 6th to the 8th here in Tupelo at the Cadence Bank Arena. Yeah, one of the things that's so important to us and what we are doing at the Marriage Family Life Conference 2023 is uh, continuing to tackle this topic Mm -hmm. of human sexuality and what God's word actually says, what is possible and what is the expectation of those of us who are professing 
godliness. Like if we are right. claiming to be the Lord's, is there an expectation of us? And so that's going to be discussed uh, this year as well. Uh, First Stone Ministries will be there. Um, Stephen Black mm-hmm. and uh, Laura Perry Smoltz mm-hmm. will be there. And so uh, we want to continue to tackle this head on. And I just encourage our listeners, if you've been already to um, any of the MFL conferences, you already know what you're going to get. So take advantage of the early bird registration. Yes. Like you already know. If you haven't been, go to the website, marriagefamilylife.net, learn about who some of the uh, speakers will be. Mm-hmm. Learn about the youth apologetics track and then pray about it and see if it's something that the Lord wants you and your family to participate in. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's not. Maybe not this year. Or, mm-hmm. You know, that's possible. <laughs> you like how possible. I'm all like, that's possible. <laughs> um, but I think it's far better to be led by the Lord than to just Amen. feel pressured. Hey, come and attend. Be led by the Lord. He knows what he wants you to do. So go to marriagefamilylife.net and uh, learn all the information that you can. Pray about it and then discuss it. And then see if you guys can make it. We would love to meet you. And yes. that's that's a big part of what we do. You will see that everyone here at American Family Radio and American Family Association are out milling about. Like we we are all there, Johnny on the spot, mm-hmm. um, with the collective, not sure, as a response to your question. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know that's wow. not comforting. People are like, really? Is that what you... But sometimes you're not sure. Like sometimes like, you know, I don't know, but let me find someone who knows the answer to that question. Most of the questions I feel like we're able to to answer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. They're like, what an incompetence. How in the world are you guys? That was it was just a joke for your benefit. OK. All right. Um, so so it's important for us to have a biblical defense for what we say about human sexuality. Yes. And I want to use this article to kind of set us up for where we're going to go in the next segment as we talk about what Wesley is doing. Um, This seems surprising to try to wrap your mind around, but I want to take my time with this article as much time as I can take in this segment, because there are some statements in this article that I I, I want to draw our listeners attention to that I think will be instructive um, for anybody who has their kid in any school, anywhere, Mm -hmm. private school, public school, uh, whatever, if you should be paying attention not to just what is written on the official documents as far as what the school espouses, but what's being taught inside the school, inside the classrooms, right? And and you'll see why I'm saying that as we get into this article. So here it is, um, a Christian school that affirmed LGBT, quote unquote, holiness is slated to close after churches stop supporting this Christian school. Okay, this is, by the way, in case somebody checked out for a second, this is a good thing. This is this is this is the church um, operating, I would Mm -hmm. say, at her highest efficacy and saying, no, Jesus Christ has already spoken on this issue. The word of God stands firm. We agree. That's LGBT holiness. Exactly. No, because because we sometimes try to fall all over ourselves for a culture that you understand what I'm saying. We're supposed to make a difference for them, but we're not. Okay. So here we go. Here's the article, a Christian school in Missouri that provides tuition free education. Okay. A Christian school in Missouri Mm -hmm. that provides tuition free education will soon be closing its doors, uh, reportedly due to a sharp decline in funding from local churches after it altered its mission statement to affirm the quote, 
holiness of the LGBT community. What? Mm-hmm. The school. Urban Christian Academy of Kansas City, a kindergarten through eighth grade facility founded nine years ago, will be closing its doors this spring due to lack of funds. That's according to a report from the Kansas City Star. While the school had an inclusive theology. Now, this is what is important. Mm -hmm. All of it's important, but lean in on this. The school had an inclusive theology that included supporting various LGBT causes for years. Mm. Executive director and co-founder Kaylee Calloway George said the institution updated its mission statement and website last winter to affirm LGBT students. Wow. Now, let me just run a highlighter over some important aspects of this conversation. Number one, we're talking about a K-8 school. Mm. Okay. So we're talking about a, a kindergarten through eighth grade school. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about trying to create an inclusive space, LGBT. Okay. That's one. Number two, number two, we are openly acknowledging that we were already doing inside our walls what we only recently updated on our website. Okay, we already had a quote unquote inclusive environment, but we decided to allow that to be reflected publicly. Now, Mm. when I read that, I just kind of take a step back and I'm like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) So how much more vigilant do we have to be as parents? Because here we have this Christian school that is being supported by these churches so that kids are able to go tuition free, which oh, that's that's amazing. Right. But there are some things that are happening inside the walls of this school that unless it had been updated on the website, <laughs> these churches would, would have, conti- no one they, would they, know. They would know. Okay. Man. So exactly back to the article here. Um, this is the founder, um, the co-founder and executive director, Kaylee Calloway, George quote, I think our community members felt safe within our walls but we wanted them to feel publicly protected as well. Eventually, it felt like our silence was contributing to the hurt and the pain our queer community members were experiencing. Hmm. Okay, y'all, K-8. Wow. This is what we're, K-8, okay? And so, in other words, we've got um, queer affirming practices happening inside our schools or inside our school But what we wanted to do was we wanted to go public with that because we felt like our silence was painful, that it was that that was still we were still (laughs) injuring the (laughs) queer community. Wow. Okay, so um, what about injuring the children? Yes. And and, and what about great care for the Lord's bride? Like, what what about that? What about school? Like, yeah, there's there's so much here. So here's the thing. Six months after the decision to go public with what the school was already doing privately, which I think is so important to note. Yeah, that is okay? huge. For, for <laughs> <laughs> that is huge. Guys, that's got to be a little bit like, bone we, chilling. We've been doing this. We've but, been doing this. We just, we just, just coming to... out and, and, and saying it. So, yes. So we can protect and, and cause our queer, you know, family to feel seen, affirmed. Yeah. Yes, yes. That, wow. that is exactly what it is. So six months after this decision, um, according to the co-founder and executive director, She says that the school lost about 42% of its funding. By the end of 2022, the support had dropped by 80%. So the drop in support comes as all eight local churches that had given financial support to the school withdrew their funding. Kudos. 
Listen, <laughs> I mean, th- okay, this is they, the church being the church. That's my New Orleans. Okay? That, that's what they pose to do. That's what. They, <laughs> that's exactly what they pose to do. All right, and so so. According to Callaway George, the executive director, she says that these churches cited a disagreement of values based on the inclusion of the LGBTQ community. Now, the thing that I found really interesting about that is that I think a disagreement of values is a soft response. I'm not sure that the churches said that or if it's Callaway George's sort of um, just summarizing what she got from them. Um, You should have just put Bible verses and been like, the word says, and you know what, and this I, is why I we're doing this. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's if 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 that's what happened. Like I, I think <laughs> that is likely what happened. I don't think that you would have all of these churches mm-hmm. who had been faithfully supporting this school. I mean, the school opened nine years ago. It's a tuition-free school. That means that those churches are really coming alongside this school. Yeah. They, okay. They, you think about the expense of that. It's exactly a mission. right. The, the church saw that. I would think as a mission to be able to help as one of the missions of the church. And yes. so if you've got them doing this, like, how could you support that? You can't. You can't. The answer is you absolutely cannot. And so here is one of the things that was the school's online manifesto. I, I want you to listen to this. This is I know we're going to run right into the, the break with this. Um, the school's online, <clears throat> excuse me, manifesto states that they, quote, believe the Bible is full of wisdom. The Bible is full of wisdom. And the person of Jesus Christ is the most powerful example of embodied love and that there and that there exists a diversity of perspectives within our community. Mm. See what in softness, (laughs) right? Like what in the touch, the feel of Downey, (laughs) like what, 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 what in, you know, fresh for seven days is that Yeah, we, the Bible is full of wisdom, I'm like a cotton ball, not that it's like a cotton ball. Like, what? I mean, like, so it doesn't it is not God's word. You see, I put that up there on that same level of these people who are so progressive that they're like the Bible contains God's words. Mm-hmm. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You see what that right. the Bible has God's words in it. No, it is God's <laughs> it is word. The and word there is a difference. Amen. It is the word of God. Yes. So to say that the Bible is full of wisdom. It's like it's like saying there's a lot of nuggets that you can draw out of it. Right. Right? But you got to know the ones that you want to mine out. Mm. It's like the little burnt crispy ones. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you know, you don't want those nuggets. You you only want the ones that you want. All right. We'll pick oh, up with boy. this probably in the last segment and open the phone lines because I do want to make a case for some of the other assertions made by this school, but I cannot do that until we talk to our guest in the next segment. So we'll pick up, just remember this kind of put a bookmark here and come back with us in the third segment of today's program. This is Aaron, the Addison's on American family radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Phil Wickham, Living Hope. Jay Mack and Sweet Victory on tap, helping us to navigate the show. And we've got our guest on with us now, Dr. Andy Miller III of Wesley Biblical Seminary, serves as Vice President for Academic Affairs and Assistant Professor of Historical Theology 
And boy, have they got, mm-hmm. I mean, a conference of conferences coming up this weekend. We just learned about this. Mm-hmm. And as AFA is a sponsor of this yes. event, we wanted to make sure to let our listeners know about it. So we um, shuffled some things around to get uh, Dr. Miller on with us today. So vital is this conversation. And I think the work that you guys are setting out to do um, with asking the question, um, God's gift of sexuality, mere opinion or Christian dogma? That's that's the question, but the implications of finding the answer um, or declaring the answer to that to the to that question, I think, uh, mm-hmm. cannot be overlooked. All right, Dr. Miller, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. It's so good to be on with you guys. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. Um, so tell our listeners, um, first of all, some of the details yeah. about this event. And then also, as I was looking at who some of your um, presenters are going to be, is this... I mean, is there school credit for this? Like, it seems <laughs> like you should be able to count this as a class or something, oh, but go man. ahead. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I imagine I can hear students asking that question right now. They heard your implication. <laughs> They're like, oh, Dr. Miller, I have an idea. I have an should idea. Should we get credit for this? <laughs> That's good. No, it's it's really great. Our, our thanks to AFA for helping to sponsor this event and make it happen. You know, our goal at Wesley Biblical Seminary is to develop trusted leaders to serve faithful churches. Now, it's mm-hmm. just not pastoral leaders, that's lay people, people who are serving in leadership positions, but we know that one of the prime subjects that comes up today, particularly as there's denominations splitting, people asking the difficult questions that our society is bringing to us on human sexuality, Mm -hmm. is what significance does this play? Mm -hmm. Uh, And for instance, often people will put forward this type of question or this presupposition, Faithful Christians disagree on this subject. Now, that's that's a very convincing argument. You know, you, you can hear that, and people will say, well, and you know, it, generally people want to get along with other people. They're not looking to get into a fight and say, okay, okay, we just disagree. But I was kind of hit in an interesting place last summer on a, a podcast I sponsor. I had an interview with Oz Guinness, and I mm-hmm. said, well, Oz, you know, I have some friends. They say faithful Christians disagree, and he stopped me before I finished that sentence, and he mm-hmm. said, faithful to whom? Oh, boom. Oh, oh my <laughs> and you felt it just like me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and so I, all I'm of a sudden I realized, <laughs> man, we are an interesting place. So mm-hmm. it, it, when, when I teach theology classes, a lot of times we have a, this distinction between beliefs, doctrine, and dogma. And, mm-hmm. and, and dogma are generally like those things we think of, like the Trinity, Jesus' dual natures, the resurrection, creation out of nothing. But what we're asking in this, um, through this conference is rather not God's gift of sexuality rises to the level of Christian dogma. Mm. And we're suggesting – now, I'm not going to be somebody who's going to walk around and call somebody else a heretic. But I am suggesting – not just me, but Wesley Biblical Seminary and the dozen scholars that are coming to present at this event – is that it's not a faithful Christian witness – to have a divergent view on human sexuality. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Amen. Of course. I mean, and, and it's amazing to me, and I don't want to be trivial in my response here, but it seems like just until like, you know, two weeks ago, we all agreed right. on that. You know what I mean? It, it's it amazing that we have that, to talk about this like this, you know, yeah. with su- such uncertainty by some people. It's like, what? Why do you think, Dr. Miller, why do you think it's so important to outline that distinction? And I'm really just attempting to run a a highlighter over what you just suggested Mm -hmm. because I think you kind of alluded to this. So when we talk about our beliefs, I think you just broke this down. You said beliefs, uh, doctrine, and dogma. 
Can you help us understand the weight and the implications of those three distinctions, like where we fall on different issues? Because I think there are people who would say, well, they've got this doctrine and we have other doctrinal differences that we've been able to kind of like walk alongside each other and kind of bear with one another. But why is it important to understand where human sexuality falls um, on this? Right. This is a key issue. Like, certainly, I'm sure people who are listening to my voice, if you were able to, if we were to lay all of our beliefs out on a table, we might have some disagreements. But yet, we'd still affirm that we're still within the broad trajectory of the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Mm. But there does come up to be a place where we have to realize that we might be stepping outside of what is Christian dogma. And, mm-hmm. and we would affirm that there's something so critical about the doctrine doctrine of revelation. Now, I'm not talking about the book of Revelation. I'm talking about the doctrine of revelation, how God has revealed himself. Mm-hmm. And Christians have affirmed that the primary way God has revealed himself is through the scriptures of the Old New Testament. And if mm-hmm. that's the case, like generally, even, even um, liberal scholars would suggest that the Bible is clear on sexuality, okay? Mm-hmm. So like the, right. it, it's just they just don't accept generally the authority of the text. Mm-hmm. So like th- that's yeah. the kind of the key issue here. And it gets to a place, and several of the people who are coming, interesting enough, studied with. Um, there's like a, a, a kind of like you know, in, in coaching, you have like the Belichick coaching tree or the <laughs> coaching tree. Right. Well, there's a, there's a few scholars from the last century who've been very influential on like they've produced scholars of our time, and several of the scholars who are coming were students of a man named Thomas Odin, and another um, another scholar was a name a German named Wolfhart Pannenberg. And both of them, toward the end of their life, they kind of saw the beginning of the sexual revolution expressing itself in the life of the church. Mm. And when the United Church of Canada made a move to embrace uh, same-sex, actively engaged, same-sex relationships, practicing ministers, Wolfhart Pannenberg even said that they are now no longer a part of the universal church. That's mm. that's saying that this is to a level of dogma. Now, that yes. might not be a very comfortable thing to <laughs> say in conversation, but if we want the good for people <laughs> altogether, mm-hmm. we want people to flourish. The yes. church right. has to be clear here. That's yes. why this, this is not a time for ambiguity. So at Wesley right. Biblical Seminary, we're trying to do that. Oh, man, awesome. that's excellent. So tell our listeners some of the logistics. If they are listening right now and maybe they can't attend in person, they can they can attend online. What are the details there? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. You can go to wbs.edu, wesleybiblicalseminary.edu, and you can sign up. To, there'll be more than 10 hours of lectures. And I'm telling you, these are going to be intense oh academic lectures yeah. with the goal. Like th- That's part of our role as a theological institution serving the church is that we have these intense philosophical theological conversations with the goal of serving the church well and so that's what this will be we love to have as many people come on as possible and you can, it's fifty dollars you can sign up and you even if you can't be there it's going to start on friday night at six and go to the next day at 6 p.m as well 10 hours of presentations if you sign up you'll have access to that material you know forever and we're our real hope is that these scholars come together along with our faculty, this will become a book that will be able to be in the hands Mm. of church leaders and be able to serve the church here too. Because there's not been, people have not made this statement uh, very often that this is indeed a case of Christian dogma. Yeah, I mean, Mm. I'm telling you, this is exciting to me. And, And I don't know if you are, Dr. Miller, at this moment, prepared to discuss who some of the presenters are going oh, to yeah. be but i'm i'm looking at the schedule here and can we just kind of jump around a little bit and talk about who some of these presenters are and what their topics will be 
Yeah, that's great. One of the fun things that we ha- – I, I say it's fun because I'm into this stuff. Like I, I love studying this. Some people say, why would you think this is fun, Miller? But anyhow, it, we, we love the thought of having like people representing various disciplines from philosophy to biblical studies to historical theology, a counselor, yeah. all, all kinds uh, – a preacher, all these type of people to come and to think through these things. But also yeah. not just that sort of diversity. We have diversity in the fact that there are – there's a, two Roman Catholics coming and an Eth- mm-hmm. Eastern Orthodox scholar. All of these people are coming together to present one cohesive argument we're going to be looking at um i mean one of the one of the people you might know people might know the most there's a dr michael brown dr robert gagnon christopher Mm -hmm. west these are all like people who have been leaders in thinking about human sexuality and so you know it's one of the sad things was yeah we have these great list of speakers but believe it or not i was turned down by some people who said you know i don't i think this will end my career if i come to this Uh, conference oh wow Wow. Oh, that should is I have said so that? Sad. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 you should have. Because I think that telling. actually, I think that underscores the yeah. weight of this conference yeah. and the importance of this conversation. I mean, very just to, to, to think that there are people who are sort of like counting the cost as to whether or not they're going to publicly affirm truth. I mean, because that's what right. we're talking about, right? We're not talking about just gathering and... And giving your opinion, we're talking about what do we have that was once and for all delivered to us that we can refer to that helps us navigate where we are even today. I mean, that's, that's what right. we're talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. It does come down. I mean, I think you you saying this comes down to truth. That is a reality. Like, do we affirm that there is a truth that has been handed down? Mm. And is that related? And, and we think that this is deeper than just like, oh, OK, well, there are certain preferences here or there. No, like. We realize that Jesus came as a man to a woman, and that was like well, often times we refer to what uh, um, happens in in the fall in Genesis three mm-hmm. as the proto evangelion, like this yes. idea that the the uh, she will strike his heel. You know, like there's like very clear language that represents sexual differentiation from the very beginning. Our bodies in themselves tell God's story of like mm-hmm. what is ha- what he's going to do and how he's going to fulfill all of creation. So like this is not something we can just give up. Right. We think truth is there and truth is knowable. And if that's the case, we better stick with that truth. Amen. Dr. Miller, why do you think it was important to bring in people from all of these um, these various uh, – I don't know if you would call it um, doctrinal – I don't know. Yeah, sure. The, why did you think it was important to bring in these different – theological perspectives yeah, that's you, right what, is that's that the true. way to say it i think it's important yeah I, I, they are theological so like we would have we would have calvinist wesleyan in here we would have eastern orthodox roman catholic i mean uh, pentecostals i mean all kinds of different traditions are coming to be a part of this and, and and that's what i think is beautiful about it that we're bringing in a lot of times you know in 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 wesley biblical seminary is a school in the evangelical wesleyan tradition I mean, like this mm-hmm. is we we are clearly in a certain camp nevertheless sure. like a lot of times in our camp we don't bring in folks from Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholic perspectives. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, like we're, we are uniting together on this statement that arrives yeah. at level. I think that strengthens our argument yeah. that this is something that we can all agree on. Yeah, I thought that's what you might say. That's Because as I was looking at the lineup and I, I was looking at, you know, and, and just kind of thinking through why it might be important. I think there are some people who might see that and think, oh, no, you know, we can't. We've we've got a one way and this is how we're going to see it. And we're going to bring in everybody who is already in this camp, as you say. Uh, but I think it actually strengthens the argument to say, look, there are all these different things. 
that we disagree over and that we can debate, you know, right. all day yes. long. But on this issue, it is clear that there's no room for debate. Give our listeners, again, the details, um, how they can register and the website. Oh, you guys are so good. Thanks for letting me say that again. Yeah, it's wbs.edu, and you can find it under the academic tab or in the news tab, and you can sign up, and we'll send you a link so you can get right on there. Um, There will be some opportunities for the audience to engage as well, so you'll be able to see it happening live or you'll be able to view it later. I probably, if somebody's in the Jackson area, we have another five to ten spots where people could come in. They could just contact us here at Wesley Biblical Seminary. We'd be glad to try to get them in for that. Uh, we're so thankful to AFA for joining on this. Like, if anybody's going to stand up and say the truth, we know AFA is willing to do that, and, and you guys too for having me on to be able Absolutely. to talk about this. And, and even just to hear the way that you guys are sympathizing with what I'm saying here is an encouragement because we have had resistance to mm. this conference, and it's mm-hmm. an encouragement to my soul to hear from you. Oh, well, Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for doing this. I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a little bit on the nerd side. Okay. And, um, and, and I, was, I was looking at, you know, is it too late? Could I make this happen? Could I be committed to get in all the classes? Because when you've got a bunch of information like this and you've got people presenting, you know that they're well-researched and you know yes. that they care. And especially hearing what you're saying just now that some mm. people declined the invitation, you know that these people are invested, absolutely invested. Yeah. And so I think this is incredible what you're doing. Thank you so much for what you're doing. You're welcome. You sound like you could be a good WBS student. We'd love to get you in there. <laughs> maybe she would once, be. Really. Maybe once the two-year-old grows <laughs> oh, up. Okay. And then I thank you so much. She yeah. definitely right, would be. Right, right when you said that, you know, I was just like, oh, no, I don't I'm think sorry, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I can't help myself. The recruiter comes out of me. The recruiter. Mm. No, I just appreciate what you're doing, and it's our pleasure to be able to have you on to talk about it. I want to remind our listeners again if they will go to wbs.edu. WBS.edu. You will find the link there and learn all about hum- the Human Sexuality Conference. Um, this is important. One other thing before yeah. I let you go, Dr. Miller, I'm wondering when we have these kinds of conversations, they can feel like they are more academic, um, maybe than yeah. than some people feel that they can navigate. Right. Are you hoping that out of this conference, along with the book, that this kind of will become more accessible to the average layperson who wants to engage thoughtfully on this topic? Oh, absolutely. I mean, at, at WBS, that's our goal. We want to serve faithful churches, and we recognize that that doesn't mean that people are always able to enter into these academic conversations. So that's a tension that mm-hmm. we feel in the kind of, we might call it the theological academy on a regular basis. And so, like, there's a group of scholars, and, like, we're working on our research. We're trying to prepare things. But we do that with the aim of serving students. And I think, like, while this will be at a higher level of discourse and conversation, the, the point of this is to be able to serve pastors well. And so we're working with the team, like, how we can do that already. But I do think we have to be willing to do the work, yes. to, to do the hard intellectual work, to sit mm-hmm. down and get into and, and listen to the people who are experts in their area. So we have mm-hmm. you know people who are experts in medieval Christianity and all kinds of – so we, we, we hope that all those things will lead us to the place of being able to serve the church better. That's the goal of the Theological Academy, and that's what we do at WBS. Oh, amen. I, I hope that that is true. I, I hope that those things are realized, what you just said, that amen. the church is served well 
by all of the research, all of the time, and all the commitment that is put in here. Again, I will tell our listeners, wbs.edu, wbs.edu. Learn about this conference. You can attend online. I think it's going to be well worth the investment of your time and your resources. We're going to grab the break. We'll be right back on the other side. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Stay right there. American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. The question that we're asking today is, so what are you saying? And you can see how both the first segment and the second segment kind of fold into that. Like, so when we talk about human sexuality and, you know, what we are for and against, Mm -hmm. uh, what are we saying? And and the bottom line is we can only say what the word of God says. That's it. Like we, we can't go any, we we can't go beyond God's word and we can't lag behind. (laughs) No, we don't want to. We don't want to. And which by the way, um, can I just say carefully here, the reason that we don't want to go beyond God's word is not because we are good people. Right. It is because God has deposited his spirit in us. And Do you word, understand? Like His I, word is true. Like we, we are convinced that it is the truth of God's word that we're dealing with. It's not yes. like, you know, something that can be handled carelessly or, you know, you can take it or leave it. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. And and what I'm trying to stress here is the importance of the Holy Spirit keeping us, um, you know, in line. Amen. You, you understand Amen. what I'm saying? Like not like I, I never, I, you know, I never want to uh, be in a position where I'm just like, I could never like I oh, can't. No. Yeah. Because I recognize that the opponent that we have. Mm-hmm. OK, um, unless the Holy Spirit indwells us, we are no match for him. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, oh, yeah. and so. The great subtlety and the deception that is out there today, I recognize that it's the Holy Spirit who keeps us, who keeps us aligned with God's word. And so I think when we take that approach, as we're talking to people, um, it's it's less of this, you know, I don't like you feel. Right. <laughs> And more of, I love him. I yeah. fear God. His word is holy, you know, and it's it's not, you know, just it doesn't just contain wise words. <laughs> Right. I mean, what what are we talking about? A self-help manual. Like, what do we, it contains wise words. Like, this is God's holy and living word. Anyway, if you're just joining us in the first segment, we were talking about um, a private Christian school mm-hmm. in uh, Missouri, in Kansas City, that is uh, shuttering its doors because of being defunded. It was It was being financed by several churches in the area. That these churches recently learned that the school was, um, quote unquote, an inclusive environment for its LGBTQ plus LGBTQIA plus students. <laughs> and the thing that is startling here, I, I want to say that there were eight churches that were supporting the school. And when they updated their website at the end of 2022 to reflect their new mission, 
their goals and their values, um, these eight churches that were supporting um, began to pull their resources immediately. And I know during the break, yeah. um, Will the Great, you, you said that there was a question, um, yeah. how did these churches yeah. not know yeah. and what I, the school was doing? And I want to say this. I, I think it could have been also that um, <laughs> the school was uh, purposely not doing that so these churches wouldn't i think some people they knew yes. like these churches would in their support and mm-hmm. so they you know but i think what happened was the 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 hurt feelings of you know the lgbt or whoever you know became more of a priority than yes. the church yes. even knowing and, and the money even being pulled away like yes or even the belief i'm gonna tell you so now this is all speculation, guys. This is, I don't know this firsthand, okay? This is just speculation here. But based on what I have observed, not only in culture, but also in the Christian community, okay, there are calculations that are often made. Mm-hmm. So here is what I imagine. I don't know that this is the case, but here is what I imagine. There were probably several parents, um, people who were watching this school who felt like, hey, you know, you guys need to openly express your support of the the community. Okay, mm-hmm. you need to. You, why are you doing this in secret? That's traumatizing. Like that's you're you're hurting these kids. They need to be able to be open and free and live their best lives now. Okay, and so here here is what I think. I think the school anticipated that it would be able to cave to that pressure and maintain the church's financial support. Mm. Now, I'm going to tell you why I think the school anticipated maintaining this financial support, because the culture has shifted. Mm. Because the culture has shifted. I do not think the school would have made this decision nine years ago. Mm. I don't think even five years ago. But I think there is an overcalculation that, oh, you know what? Cultural momentum is on our side. Mm-hmm. So what are these churches going to say if we expose them that they pulled their support? You understand what I'm saying? But here is where they overcalculated, <laughs> right? Or miscalculated because the church said the churches that were supporting the school said, no, mm-hmm. I said, we're not going to give our money to this. In fact, um, let me see. There was one statement that was made uh, by one of the churches one patron of the school wrote this, although we love and admire you in many ways for your hard work, compassion, commitments, and strength, we draw the line at this issue. Mm. Christian compassion. This is so good. Christian compassion doesn't mean universalism. Mm. Jesus loved Mm. all, but told them go and sin no more. He died so we could be saved, healed, Mm. delivered, and set free. <laughs> Boom. In quote. Yes. So when Mind you have drop. that coming from a church, I think that that's pretty clear yes. that we're not going to be bullied by you, which kudos to that church yeah. or those churches, those churches yeah. that said we're not going to do it. Here is the problem with the present. And I'll open the phone lines. 888-589-8840. You can comment on what we're talking about today. 888-589-8840. Sweet victory. We'll get you on. Okay. So this school's manifesto, Mm -hmm. if you will, um, stated that it believes that the Bible is full of wisdom and that the person of Jesus is the most powerful example of embodied love um, that exists and that there's a diversity of perspectives within our community. And, And they go on. Let me read it to you here. We are an affirming school 
we stand with the LGBTQIA plus community and believe in their holiness. We celebrate wow. the diversity of God's creation in all its varied and beautiful forms. We want all people who are a part of the UCA family, so that's the Urban Christian Academy, to feel free to explore and express who they are. Mm. We don't put people in boxes. <laughs> we don't believe in being spiritual gatekeepers who say who's in and who's out. So, wow. again, what about the some, Bible? My goodness. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to say this or that. Just say it with the word. See, that's the thing. Like, Brother, go ahead. No, go you ahead. Know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You don't yes. Have, we don't do this and we don't. Brother. Who cares what, what does the word say? Like, Listen. <laughs> Oh, man. So, so here's the thing. Okay, I was going to take a sip of water, but you're done. So here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> let me just say this because I'm ready. Um, the problem with that statement, so I, I, I read these statements, then I want to sit back and I kind of want to go, hmm, okay. Now let's, let's explore the implications of that statement. So the problem with that very last statement, we don't believe in being spiritual gatekeepers. So that's a lie, right? The presentation <laughs> is that if anybody agrees with God's word, okay, that they have in some way set a standard, they themselves have set the standard. Mm -hmm. Let's understand what a gatekeeper is and let's understand why that's different from being the gate. Okay? <laughs> right, on. right? Like, like can we can, can <laughs> come with me for a second? So if I am standing at a gate and saying, um, I'm sorry, you can't come in here, right? I didn't put the gate there. OK, so in, in the Christian community, all right, the Lord Jesus himself put the gate there. Mm. The Lord Jesus himself established truth. The Bible speaks of those who will be outside of the gate where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Those of us who are standing there and saying, no, no, I'm sorry, that is that is not consistent with a biblical profession of faith. We are not setting the standard. Mm. We are agreeing with the standard setter. We are agreeing with Jesus and saying what you say is good yeah. and right and true. Yes. When people make statements like this, what they're almost implying is that we have in and of ourselves, we narrow minded, um, you know, closed minded mm -hmm. Christians mm -hmm. have established a, a standard on our own <laughs> that we are then maintaining. Right. And that's not. No. That is just not true. Not true That at is all. just not true. Not true. All right. Should we go to, to the phone lines? All right. Yes, we can go. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Jason in Oklahoma. Hi, Jason. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Hello. Hello. So I got some new information on how West Nile paralyzes your tear ducts. <laughs> okay. Ah, that's <laughs> I remember you. Uh -huh. I cannot wait to meet you guys in person. I am not what I look. I do not sound. I have a radio face. Stop it. <laughs> so I just got on. I just left an appointment and I got on. I actually am calling. I'm on my way to pick my kids up. Mm -hmm. Wait, there's a dog running in the road. Hold on. I got to get this dog. Just kidding. <laughs> Brother. Uh, Brother. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's right up there with putting us on hold so you can place your order. Right. That has happened. No, it has okay. happened. Hold on. Let me make this order. Like, dude, call us exactly. after McDonald's. After, exactly. <laughs> no, after that happened, 
you hit Miki, you had said, I love this. And I walked in UPS to send a, a package back to Amazon, and there was a card that said, I love us. And I so wanted to text to you. It was funny. My wife saw the picture and thought it was for her. I got two things. Go ahead. First, uh-huh. what was the word that you got shared? It starts with an S. Sagacity. Sagacity. It, it, that's it. Yeah. I couldn't yes. get it out. I want to. I'm teaching my kids a word when we do our hot time, and I want to use sagacity. So awesome. I forget what the other one was. That I just needed to get that word sagacity. Okay. That's well. That was worth the price of admission. Again. God, God bless you. That yeah. that was worth going on that journey yep. with you. The word. <laughs> I, I, I believe there is a divine appointment somewhere in our future to meet each other. So just put that in your memory bank. Okay, right. we definitely we'll will. We'll see what comes to fruition. And yes, when we when we see you from a day. you too, Jason. God bless you. God bless you. When we see you from a distance, Jason, just yell out West Nile. That's it. And we'll know. <laughs> we'll know that it's him. That's our brother. <laughs> All right, Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Derek in Tennessee. Hi, Derek. Hey, Will. I I, I was having a conversation with my ex-wife uh, earlier mm-hmm. um, this week, and uh, she was going through some issues, and I'm, I'm encouraging her because she hasn't remarried. I'm actually remarrying uh, in March, um, but... We had a conversation about our daughter because, or a conversation about what's going on because our daughter is bi or claims to be bi. And she had mentioned that she doesn't believe in the biblical view of sexuality because some people are born with attractions to uh, the same sex, saying that Mm. my daughter Carly had mentioned that she had crushes when she was a young adolescent. She's almost 17. And, uh, hmm. Hello, Derek. Are we le- you- we're losing his yeah. call. Oh, goodness. Oh. Okay. I'm not exactly sure where he was going. If, you know, oh, my goodness. I wish I could know yeah. uh, what he was, where he was going with that. And I didn't hear all of it. I will just say this. Um, when we are talking to our children, um, a lot of the times that we're having these conversations with them, we are not debating their convictions. Mm-hmm. We are debating a conviction that they have picked up in the world. Yeah. And it's so important for us to recognize yep. that. So this argument about some people being born a certain way. So if if the question is, you know, is a person actually born this way, right? then my response would be, so then does that cancel out the non-binary person, the person who would say, I'm not born anyway? Like, mm. what what do you make of that? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because yeah. these are the inconsistent arguments that are out there in our culture. And and now again, to and I don't know how old his daughter is. And so like I, I'm 16. 16, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so just 10 years ago, uh, we were led to believe that homosexuality was something that was genetic, mm. right? Mm. And and so so many people were sort of um, um, hoodwinked, yeah. All right, unfortunately, and so then began to kind of go in that direction that oh, these people are born this way, you know, we we cannot turn our backs on them; they're born this way. 
Well, once the momentum began to shift and it became born this way heavy, okay, and so many people were in that camp, then they were free to say, actually, no, you know what? We're really not born this way. It's a choice, (laughs) Um, but but it's a choice that that we should be able to make, Mm -hmm. okay? It is a choice we should be able to make. So then we shift now and we say, it's a choice that we should be able to make every day. Not, I make this choice when I'm two. No, I should be able to make this choice every day. Today, I identify this way. Tomorrow, I identify this way. So so what is the sound argument there? Yeah. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>